Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome, everybody, to the Pod's Honest Truth with David Brody. Hope you are well. Uh, Boy, I tell you what, that RNC convention... We are right in smack dab in the middle of it, and I can tell you, and I pretty much can confirm this, though I really can't, so I'm embellishing, but I'm kind of making a joke, which is this. At CNN and MSNBC, look, you know the deal. The Alka-Seltzer and Tums are flowing in executive editorial boards all across both networks as they watch the Republicans uh, wax poetic about how horrible Democrats are. And how about Nick Sandman? Uh, the Sandman cometh uh, just ripping the media and CNN. And the kicker on all of this is that CNN actually <laughs> covered it in its entirety. And then, of course, Nick Sandman, uh, the Covington Catholic uh, kid, if you will, from Kentucky with the uh, hat tip, literally the hat nod, putting it on at the end of the speech. Uh, just classic <laughs> at the Republican National Convention. Sorry, it's just funny. I mean, you have to admit it. It is. I have to say day two of the uh, RNC convention, really an uplifting night. Uh, real human stories. You had the Maine lobster fishermen, the Wisconsin dairy farmer, so many more. Uh, a direct appeal to women and minorities. It was something that the uh, RNC really needed to do. A lot of positive uh, stories as well. And also a direct pushback, of course, against liberal media stereotypes as it relates to the naturalization ceremony and the pardon, which we'll talk about a little later in the podcast. But on the podcast today, Lara Trump. Forget the you. L-A-R-A. She doesn't have time for the U. She's very busy. It's just Laura Trump. Uh, let's just get right to it. And we're going to have uh, the interview with her on the Pod's Honest Truth today. Hey, don't forget, at justthenews.com, you can get all of your podcasts. You might even be able to get potentially fries and a Coke. I don't know. We're, we're checking with management about that. But I know for sure you can get the Pod's Honest Truth. Uh, download it on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, you can listen to it at justthenews.com. Also, Cheryl Atkinson's podcast is on the network. John Solomon reports his podcast there too. And Scott Rasmussen, number of the day. I love that podcast because I like to geek out a little bit, but he doesn't do it in a boring way. He does it in a very interesting, substantive way as it relates to polling and what you can expect in this election cycle. All right. All of that to say that when we come back, Laura Trump here on The Pod's Honest Truth. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 
And welcome back, everybody, to the Pod's Honest Truth with David Brody. Time now for our interview with senior advisor to the Trump campaign, Laura Trump. And also, beyond just being a senior advisor and, oh, by the way, being the daughter-in-law of the president, she was one of the top folks that really put uh, this whole Republican National uh, Committee convention, the GOP convention, uh, into play. And it has looked really, really good. I mean, the Democrats, let's be honest, it was uh, pretty much virtual and somewhat of a snooze fest, uh, though even Lagoria was pretty good and Michelle Obama was good. But other than that, I mean, come on, give me a break. Uh, but the Republican National Convention has a little bit more oomph to it. Uh, and so Laura Trump responsible for a lot of that. Uh, in the interview today, she's going to talk about the silent majority growing, actually, since the 2016 election. She believes that her uh, father-in-law will win on Election Day. Shocking that she thinks that. Uh, and also she talks about how Democrats and Biden and Kamala Harris are trying to take God out of schools and keep you from practicing your religion. She'll explain that. And then, of course, as you might imagine, ripping on the media. Basically, she's talking about how they dislike this president so much because he's called them out for not being journalists, and they are trying to get him back. So uh, there you have it. Those are parameters of the interview. Uh, understand uh, some of this may feel a little, not dated, but uh, there'll be some time references in there because we did this before day two of the convention, but still very timely in a lot of what she has to say. As a matter of fact, all of it is relevant and timely and important in terms of what she has to say because I ask such great questions. Thank you very much. The narcissistic moment of the podcast. I've got to get at least one in. Uh, every single podcast. All right, here's Laura Trump. Laura Trump, great to see you again. Appreciate you joining me. Yeah, thank you. Always great to be with you. Thanks for having me. I mean, what a difference a week makes. I mean, my goodness, uh, Democrats, and it was like orange man bad. That's all they wanted to talk about. And, and this week, all of a sudden, you're saying, wait a minute, Democrats have gone mad is really kind of part of the theme here. T talk to me a little bit about this convention this week. Well, last week, you're right. I mean, all it was was basically bashing President Donald Trump. The, the Democrats, if you didn't want to live in their America before last week, you certainly don't want to live in it after seeing what they want to do to this country. It was dark. It was depressing. Nobody wants to be a part of that. So we are hoping that we have an inspirational, hopeful, patriotic convention. And we're also pointing out you know, really what's at stake here? Uh, you didn't hear any of the Democrats talk about the fact that in all the Democrat-run cities, uh, major cities in this country, they have seen such a, an issue with this mob rule, with the fact that there's chaos and violence and looting and arson in so many of our great American cities, yet they didn't address it. They don't want to address it. They didn't address that they want to defund the police. These are things that are very important to people in this country. And as we're looking towards November 3rd, we want to make it very clear that you have a choice on November 3rd. You either have a choice of keeping America the most exceptional nation in the history of the world, keeping the American American dream alive under President Donald Trump or going down the path of socialism, because now with the Biden-Harris ticket, we have the most far left radical and socialist ticket in the history of American politics. What they want to do to this country, I'll use Joe Biden's own words, fundamentally transform America. Mm -hmm. And that is something that is very frightening. We need to take very seriously. This election is incredibly consequential. Laura, what is what do you make of what America could look like under a potential Biden administration? How concerned are you, not just for the country, but what does that tangibly look like to, to you? 
Yeah. Well, look, I want my kids to grow up in the same America I got to grow up in because I was proud to be an American. I loved growing up in this country. This country offered opportunities and promise unlike anywhere else in the entire world. We want to keep that. And I want to know that my kids and generations to come have the same great opportunities that I got because I am proof positive of the American dream. I grew up in a middle-class family in North Carolina. Never did I think I would be part of the Trump family. Never did I think I would be speaking on a convention stage like I will do tomorrow night. Um, but in the Democrats' America, they are very clear. They want open borders. They want no law enforcement. They want uh, the Green New Deal, which would eradicate energy jobs overnight, make us reliant again on the Middle East and Russia for our energy. Mm -hmm. There are so many issues that, I mean, how long do we have to talk about them? <laughs> if you go down the path of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, it would be an unrecognizable America. Your rights would be taken away one by one. We see it slowly happening every single day. And it wouldn't be the amazing, incredible nation that we've always been, the, the really the beacon of hope for so many around the world. Um, and, and it's a frightening idea that we could end up on that path. But I think the people of this country are smart, and I think they're going to vote for Donald Trump on November 3rd. You concerned, uh, obviously, that Christians would be under attack. Uh, I know uh, Donald Trump Jr. last night said faith is under attack. Uh, Christians are under attack in this country. Uh, are yeah. you concerned about what this might mean for evangelicals? And what kind of outreach uh, can, can this campaign do to evangelicals? Uh, I, know, I know the actions have been phenomenal from this president, but he's going to need every single one of them and more in 2020 to make a yeah. difference. Well, that's exactly right. I'll tell you what you didn't hear from the Democrats as well last uh, week, whenever they said their Pledge of Allegiance, it wasn't, wasn't one nation under God. They took that out. They are trying to take God out of schools. They are trying to keep you from practicing your religion. They can keep liquor stores open during a pandemic, but churches are closed. It is a very frightening thought that our religious liberties are slipping away from us under Democrats-controlled you know, mayors and governors all across this country. That gives you a very quick and very small snapshot of what this entire country could look like if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris got their way and got in the White House. And let's be very clear, the people that are controlling Joe Biden are the squad. It's Nancy Pelosi. It's the people that are really far left, the extreme radicals in that party. He is the true Trojan horse for the socialists uh, in the, the entire party. That Democrat party is unrecognizable. Even Barack Obama probably wouldn't be welcomed into that car party. He's probably too moderate for them now too. Um, but, but truly when you look at what this president himself has done for religious freedom, wants to make sure that you are free to practice whenever, wherever you are in this country, that is at stake right now. And people need to take this election very, very seriously. You know, can, can I just uh, talk a little bit about the, the coverage of this last night on the networks? Uh, look, I'm flipping around. It's COVID-19. I'm in my home. You know, I'm, I'm having a couple bowls of ice cream. I was on the third one, I think. And then I'm watching CNN and, and there, well, let me start with MSNBC. MSNBC literally started fact-checking this president in the middle of the coverage. I don't remember them fact-checking the DNC last week. Fascinating to watch. 
Yeah, and the, the DNC was riddled with lies, riddled with uh, tall tales about the president, about this administration. But it just goes to show you, I mean, it's not lost on anyone that this president has 96% negative media coverage. The problem is they dislike this president so much because he has called them out for not being journalists. These are opinions that these people are giving you. It's not the facts. It's not, here's the information and you decide. They have tried to sway the American public every step of the way. And Donald Trump was the one man that exposed them. So they want to get him out. They would love Joe Biden, who will do, you know, play their game and do whatever they want to be in there. Uh, so they, it's not lost on anybody that this is the way that they're, they're reacting to, to our convention. Funny that they didn't do that for the Democrats last week. Well, and I also noticed that on CNN, they were talking about how dark the Republican convention was, even though they said, but the Republicans were promising us a very optimistic and hopeful message. And I'm trying to understand exactly what convention they were watching. I, I missed that. Can you talk to me about that? Oh my gosh, I, I think our convention is full of inspiration, full of hope. Think about Maximo Alvarez, the Cuban immigrant last night who spoke right. with tears streaming down his face, talking about escaping a socialist country coming to America, why this country is the greatest in the world. I don't know how much more inspired you can be than hearing that guy, hearing Tim Scott, who said that in one generation in his family, they went from cotton to Congress. That is the American dream. That is hope. That is inspiration. But it is up to us to make sure that we contrast what the, the America of the Democrats would look like and what the America of Donald Trump would look like. And so, of course, we did that. And if they found it dark and they found it upsetting, I would take a look at their own party because that's where we're getting it. What's your sense of the, uh, not that you're going to disclose internal poll numbers, but help correct a little bit of the narrative out there. We see poll after poll showing Biden. Biden's leading in these polls and he's going to, he's pulling, it could be a landslide for Biden. What are you guys seeing at the campaign and what's crucial in 2020 as it relates to battleground states? I, my view, Laura, is it's, it's the Rust Belt. I mean, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio, uh, Wisconsin, th that to me, the culturally conservative uh, white blue collar voters are critical to both sides, honestly. Well, that's exactly right. And of course, Joe Biden tries to peddle Pennsylvania as his home state. Although if you look at what the Green New Deal uh, for which he's advocating would do to Pennsylvania, I mean, the number of energy jobs alone there and throughout the Rust Belt overnight that would disappear would be absolutely devastating to those states. Uh, so I don't know that the people are, are going to buy that. I'll tell you, we have known since 2016 that the polling when it comes to this president has never been accurate. The day before the election in 20. 2016, all the polls showed that Hillary Clinton would be the next president of the United States. I think that the silent majority is even bigger now than it was in 2016. We have numerous people speaking at our convention who didn't vote for Donald Trump in 2016, who are voting for him now because they have felt the impact of a President Donald Trump and a Trump administration in a very positive way in their lives. Uh, they were you know, hoodwinked by the mainstream media before, but they get it now because they feel it. There are so many of these Americans out there who maybe aren't posting on social media, maybe aren't talking about it. They're certainly not talking to a pollster, but they're going to go to a voting booth on November 3rd, and they're going to cast a ballot for Donald Trump because they know what is at stake in this election. And the only way to maintain our great America, the, the beacon of hope for so many around the world, the, the American exceptionalism that we are so proud of is to vote for President Donald Trump. 
Laura, as we wrap up here, uh, we broke some news earlier today about Billy Graham's granddaughter uh, will be speaking at the convention tonight, uh, which uh, is, is pretty special. I know Franklin Graham's going to be praying later on Thursday, later this week. Uh, what does it say about uh, the president specifically, uh, maybe even the Trump campaign, but the president specifically, because I know there's a tie-in with Billy Graham. Uh, I've spoken to him about my book called The Faith of Donald Trump. You like how I plugged it. Uh, and I went ahead in the Oval Office and talked to him about this. He, uh, the, the Billy Graham connection is tangible and real going back to his father. I know that. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, uh, both of the Grahams were handpicked for this convention by the president. At the very beginning, he said, they, I, want, I, I want them to speak. I want them to play a prominent role uh, because you're right, there is a connection. Um, look, people who are around this president will tell you uh, this truly is a man of faith. This is a man that dating back many, many years ago, always sought out religious leaders and wanted people to pray with him, wanted, wanted to seek out their advice, uh, wanted to make that connection. And Billy Graham is one of those people. Um, he and, and the president have, have there, there's always been a very strong connection there. And um, I think it'll be really amazing tonight to, to hear uh, what, you know, what everybody's going to hear. I mean, the whole night will be great. My husband is speaking tonight, by the way, so tune in for that. <laughs> Don't bury be the lead, Laura. Don't bury the lead. <laughs> but, but truly, uh, it's, it's something that's been very important to this president. His faith has, has truly led him. He, he gets mischaracterized a lot in the media, but anyone who's around him will tell you that. Um, and I think you'll see that on full display tonight and on Thursday night for our convention. Laura Trump, Senior Advisor to the Trump Campaign, and just a humble girl from, from North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You got it. Thank you. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That is Laura Trump here on the Pod's Honest Truth. And let me be honest, full disclaimer here, uh, I had to do some vocal exercises on her name. You know, you want to just say Laura Trump, right? I mean, Laura Trump, hello. But no, 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 it's not Laura, Lara. But then you don't want to go too much on the ah. So you don't want to go Lara. I mean, that sounds really weird. So you just want to do Lara Trump. But you, you need practice at it. You, you, you know, you can't just come into an interview and just think you're going to say it without the you. Anyhow, whatever. This is These are my issues, but I just want to let you know that I did practice vocally to make sure I said it right. So, Lara Trump here on The Pod's Honest Truth. By the way, try doing that with a New York accent. Lara Trump. All right. Anyhow, um, look, final thoughts here before we leave you. 
And I want to discuss the pardon that the president gave during the Republican National Committee convention, uh, as well as that naturalization ceremony. You know, it really is fascinating to watch the media, CNN and MSNBC, pretty much go apoplectic uh, about Trump breaking norms at the convention. I mean, have they been asleep uh, since he came on the scene five plus years ago uh, when he glided down that escalator? He, of course, he's going to break norms. Now, you know, I'm sure Nancy Pelosi is going to be filing lawsuit after lawsuit about this and all of that. And there's a there's a case to be made of whether or not you should be, quote, politicizing the convention. But let's remember, um, I know they're bewildered and angry. But if you think about it in context, they're bewildered and angry about two beautiful moments. I mean, a pardon and a naturalization ceremony. So apparently the politics and the location of it are more important to them, the media, than the people affected. I mean, that is kind of, in a way, the bottom line. And any naturalization ceremony, let's face it, is wonderful. Anytime, anywhere. So, even if it's at a political convention, come on, liberals. I mean, you got to get over it. I mean, this shows uh, Donald Trump in a light that the media refuses to cover. That's why they did it. Was it political? Um, of course it was political. We all know that. But the media refuses to cover this idea that Donald Trump is actually not anti-immigrant. And oh, by the way, let me think. Oh, that's right. He's married to an immigrant. My goodness gracious. Look, when Air Force One is used for rallies, in other words, when you go on Air Force One and you do an airport hangar rally, that's using government uh, to your advantage politically. I mean, politics is used all the time. Uh, political settings are used all the time. So yes, a pardon, naturalization ceremony, is a pushing the envelope? Yes. Is a pushing, pushing conventional norms? Yes. So I'm not making the argument that necessarily he should 100% do it, but he did it and get over it. You know, to think that Donald Trump is the only one that has ever politicized a convention and, you know, use certain aspects, whether it be uh, people or props or certain situations to his advantage, like he's the first one that's ever done this. Yes, pardons and naturalization ceremonies take it to a different level, but still give me a break. And oh, by the way, I think that's a great time to say that's the pod's honest truth. Until next time, America. America.